Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to a special live edition of the Dogs Podcast presented by Justin Computer. Ultra Loud Computer. Ah, hey, just mute it, dude. I did. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> we'll do it live. Christ, what are we doing? I just checked that, too. Uh, I'm really sorry. In guys. my defense, I, th- I muted mine also, and then I unmuted it, but then uh, uh, I had it turned all the way down. So I was luck- luckily, it's all on Justin right now. Sorry. <laughs> really, really sorry about that, guys. But first time show. Yeah, this is the, apparently, this is the first time we've ever done an episode of the podcast. Jesus. Uh, I can't believe you guys still watch this show. <laughs> uh, today, we got a special episode. We got the fourth annual Mad Dog Awards. It's the most prestigious award show uh, in the NFL. Yeah, nobody people, cares about honors later. Yeah. This you, is it. It's a red carpet event. People were lined up outside of our little shed here. We had to lock the door. Uh, to, to come to be in uh, attendance for these. But we're excited to get to the Mad Dogs tonight. Uh, we did it a little differently this year. We actually have Dog Pack members who are going to be announcing the winners. So I think it's going to be a really cool episode. Uh, so we appreciate you guys being here watching. Um, and if you're interested in the Dog Pack, I'm doing this a little out of order since I'm already talking about the Dog Pack. Head to the dog, uh, jointhedogs.com, become an official Dog Pack member. This is just some of the cool stuff you get. Uh, by being a dog pack member, you get to hang out with us more often, which is obviously a cool perk. Uh, and then... You get to be on the show. You get your input on the show more. I mean, obviously, we're active in the in the comments on YouTube and all that. But, like, this really gives you a chance to really be a part of the show. So, uh, if you're interested in that kind of thing uh, and you want extra episodes, you want to play fantasy football with us, uh, head to jointhedogs.com and become an official Dog Pack member. So, besides the Mad Dogs, we got some stuff to get into today. Bill Callahan leaving. I, I got something real quick. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That's okay. It's okay. It actually has to do with the dog pack. Yes. But I want to present Justin Charles <laughs> with his dog pack champion t-shirt. Here you go, buddy. You won wow. your uh, you won your league. You're the you only know. dog that won it. So show Have it up there, everybody. Well, so this absolutely. is what this is the shirt that all the winners of all our of all of our leagues got. How are we looking there? Pretty good. Actually, here, let me switch Ooh. over. Let me switch the cam over. There you go. That looks yeah. good. So, so God. he's got his, his championship rosters on the back. Oh yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Well, you know, guys. I think. Th- did you win it last year too? Uh, I'm a two-time <laughs> dog pack champion yeah, in fantasy yeah. football. Also, the it's- reigning dynasty fantasy football champion. I, I told Josh, I'm kind of like Ricky Bobby out here. I just wake up and piss excellence, you know. Nobody can handle my stuff out here. Uh, I know there were some people who were in Justin's redraft league last year who demanded to be in his league again this year. Pastor Rob. Want, Pastor Rob. They want a shot at the champ. 
Yeah. And then Actually, and, and so Justin just shoot came your out. shot, baby. And so, all he did was come out and just dominate. So the, the real field quick, again. shout out to Pastor Rob because the deal with the Patriot or the Patreon Dog Pack Fantasy Leagues is if you make it to the championship and you're facing one of the dogs, you automatically win that league. Like we're not taking home the hardware. So as long as you make it to the championship and you're against one of us, you still win. And I reached out to Pastor Rob, said, Hey man, congratulations on making the championship. Too bad you came up short against Justin, but you still get the t shirt for you know, making it there. And he said, I don't want that t-shirt. He said, do not send me a t-shirt. You give it to Justin. I want to beat him fair and square. So there we go. We get like rivalries that. and friendships yes. and all kinds of cool yeah. shit. Going it's my on. guy. I do love me some pastor. That's rock. right. The dog pack is awesome guys. You guys rock. Yep. The, uh, so if you want to shot at the champ, you want to play fantasy football, try to take down Justin, literally two time redraft champion, won the dynasty league this year. He's at the top. He's at the mountaintop. Somebody needs to come in and try to knock him down a peg. King of the uh, castle. King of the castle. Yeah. Come look at my chair. So if you want a shot at the champ, make sure you hop in the dog pack this year. Uh, once football season rolls around again, we'll get those fantasy leagues fired back up. Uh, try to take down Justin. If you get in my league, you don't have to worry about me. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I made the playoffs, but I wasn't a real threat. Uh, so... If you want the dog pack, join the dogs.com. It's a good time for everybody. Uh, we also have Bill Callahan uh, leaving, taking a job uh, with Tennessee, working for his son. We hired a new uh, offensive line coach, Andy Dickerson, so we're going to get into that. Uh, we also hired a new offensive uh, line assistant coach. So we're, we just got some stuff about those guys. Mm -hmm. uh, some recent news uh, about the Browns stadium upgrades or relocation. We're going to get into some of that. Obviously, we want to talk about the Super Bowl a little bit. Super Bowl's in a couple of days. We're going to kind of tell you our thoughts on it. Uh, and then we will get into the Mad Dogs. So hang tight with us through the first part of the show. And then the last half of the show, it's going to be all Mad Dogs. We'll take a short break, get ready for the Mad Dogs, come back, and we'll, and we'll fire off the Mad Dog Awards. So uh, without further ado, that's just uh, I guess I should tell you if you want to leave voicemails and all that good stuff. Dogs, the dogspodcast.com. Go for yep. it. Dogspodcast.com. Tap leave voicemail. Find us on all the socials. Just search at the Dogs Podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the new episodes that we put out throughout the week and throughout this off season. So, Bill Callahan leaving. Yep. It's obviously a hit to the Browns. Um, <laughs> I do find it funny though that I don't, maybe in, maybe this happens in other fan bases, um, but in it, like he left and it was like the sky was falling online. Like, ah. Uh, We'll never recover from this. Damn it. And I listen, we are huge Bill Callahan fans. Yes. We know what he's done for the Browns this year and throughout his years being in Cleveland, uh, getting some of these practice squad players to play at a level where we can be competitive and make the playoffs when we're on fourth and fifth string tackles. But does any other team like do that? Do other teams when they lose offensive assistant coaches, like not even coordinators, they're losing an offense. Do other teams fans like lose their minds about this kind of stuff? Or is this just a Cleveland thing? Man, I mean, I feel like that's a two part question, but uh, <laughs> I would say, so is it a, is it a tough loss? Yeah, absolutely. He's probably one of the best offensive line coaches in the game right now. I, I, I don't think that we would argue that. Correct. I, he's very, very good at what he does. Some of the guys that he's gotten prepared over the last few years just to come in. I mean, who was it? Blake Hans was doing snaps in a parking garage, and <laughs> yeah. he played, you know, starter reps. Um, it, it it is a it's a tough loss, but I I don't think like it has to be sky is falling, especially when you look at like the resume of this uh, Andy Dickerson guy. Correct? Yeah. Um, I you know I I like some of the things that I've seen about him, former uh, Browns coach, but um, what he did last year with Seattle, um, Josh kind of sent out some stuff about it too. He had a rotation 
basically almost like Cleveland did in Seattle. And you look at what they were able to do with their running tack. Now, Kenneth Walker, is, he's nice. He's a special kid. He's young. But I think that he did a hell of a job in Seattle. So for me, I'm more of excited at the opportunity to see what this kid can do, you know, as far as coaching these guys up. It's not like we have a bunch of scrubs. There's some talent on our offensive line. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we're going to move kind of into the the resume of Dickerson, I kind of made some notes here. So like you said, with the Cleveland Browns from mm-hmm. 2009 to 2010, defensive quality control coach, and then he turned into the off- or the assistant offensive line coach. Then he became the assistant offensive line coach for the Rams from 2012 to 2020. He was there when they played in that, uh, they played the Patriots in the Super Bowl in 2018. He actually has a Super Bowl ring coaching with the Patriots back in 04. Back then he was just an operations assistant, but uh, he was hired as the run game coordinator, which I thought was interesting considering how bad our run game was this year. So run game coordinator in Seattle, then promoted to the offensive line coach in 2022 kept that position in 23 and we've talked about him on this show brad moneymaker in the discord saying hey who is this guy <laughs> he's the first guy that the browns brought in to interview for the open offensive coordinator position this offseason like immediately and when we started looking ahead at the p- probability that brian callahan was going to get hired bill callahan would probably want to go coach with him yeah then the fact that they brought Andy Dickerson in for the OC position all started to make sense. It was like, they're getting ahead of the game here. Mm-hmm. They're bringing in the guy that they want if and when Callahan leaves. And that's exactly how it played out. I think an inter- before I, you know, if you fire off, Blake, I think an interesting thing with Callahan that I heard though, was he was pretty much a big organizer and in charge of basically all of our screen game offense, which I think that's another aspect that like we do that a lot. We do that well. So I think that's something interesting. We'll see how that translates with this new offense going forward. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't think sky's falling and you know, good for him. I don't blame him for wanting to go and coach for his son. And and yeah, I mean, Bill Callahan, he's probably only got a few years of coaching left. You would imagine he's He's, not going to be in the league forever. He's an older guy. He's obviously wants to go and help his son, make sure his son's going to be successful. Like if you're a a dad, how cool is that to watch your son become a head football coach in the NFL and you have a chance to go help ensure his success. You're obviously going to want to do it. Uh, In talk, I saw some comments in, in on on Twitter or X formerly known as Twitter uh, in our YouTube comments talking about, they couldn't believe the Browns let him just walk. Didn't try to get any compensation for the lateral move. Where do you guys stand on why? this? Because in my opinion, you don't, why would you block that? If you're Cleveland and you block that, that's a terrible look. But you let him go. I mean, Bill Callahan's been in this league forever. So yeah. he's got connections and people know him. So now you let him leave. You let him leave on good terms. You, you encourage it, in fact. And now when somebody says, they go to call Bill and they say, hey, Cleveland's reaching out. You were there. What, what do you think? Is it an okay place to go work? Oh, it's great. They were awesome when I was there. When I wanted to leave, they let me off. No problems. They were super encouraging. That This is how you build a reputation around the league. If you block that, something like this, you just look, it's a bad look. I think you nailed it. I, I think that, that, that they've built a culture and a locker room and, you know, that guys want to come in. You saw Joe Flacco. Hey, you know, this is, this is one of the best team, you know, as far as locker rooms and that I've been involved with, I think it does. It kind of leaves a bad taste, you know, when you go, oh, well, hey, we're blocking this guy from going and coaching with his son. 
to me, I never even thought that was even going to be an option. I thought that would be such a, just a bad look for the Cleveland Browns. So I just, as soon as I saw it, I was like, well, maybe there's a chance that he doesn't leave, you know, but I think like, if you look at the, like read the tea leaves and everything, like it makes sense. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Especially like that's every father's dream, you know, especially for him probably going through the ranks of coaching and stuff like that to see his son get an opportunity. I mean, I don't, to me, I don't think it's that crazy. I don't think, I think you nailed it. It just, it, it would be such a bad look for the Browns. Yeah. It, it would be a terrible look for the Browns. Um, and we're, like you said, we were building the, we're trying to go from the place where the only people who come to Cleveland are people who are trying to get their foot in the door or they've their last been check ass everywhere else, <laughs> you know, or they need a check. Like we're trying to change that in Cleveland. I think Kevin Stefanski said it's a, uh, it's a unique situation. He didn't want to block it. Yeah. So yeah. It, well, and Kevin's remarks about it was he was very. You just you know that they they knew it was coming, and they were all on board with it. They were all okay with it. I don't think it was a big deal whatsoever. I mean, Kevin even said it's every kid's dream to be able to go to work and boss your dad around. Yeah. You know, and he <laughs> yeah. just laughed about it like this. You know, at the end of the day, you know the NFL is still a business. It's a you know it's a job, but there's a lot of brotherhood and family ingrained in what these guys do and that's all i mean that's why the browns culture like you said is just night and day from what it used to be yeah um so that was i thought that was something uh, uh, interesting to talk about i obviously want to mention dickerson and what he did in seattle and then i also just want to address the comments in terms of like of bill callahan leaving i think the only thing i was slightly surprised when they announced he was leaving because reports had come out that that he wasn't going to leave. We'd made him one of the highest paid assistants. We were very protective of him. He loved it here. We loved having him here. So it looked like one of those things where it wasn't going to happen. And then two days later, they said he was leaving. So I think um, that was a lot of the media too, because the media was back and forth on the, well, Callahan's probably going to go. Never mind. They're being very defensive of him. And it's like, you guys just wait and see what happens, you yes. know? Uh, um, but real quick, I was going to hit Andrew Jackson's question from the chat said, did Bill Callahan improve Jed Wills? If so, how bad was he then? It's interesting. And we've talked about this on the show before. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people will point to, yeah, Callahan did good things with a lot of players, but Will, Jed Wills never really amounted to much. And I've said before, what if he did? <laughs> like, what if this is the most you could get out of Jed Wills and Bill Callahan did it? You know what I mean? We, we don't know. It's, it, we'll see. It's one of those things, too, where I almost feel bad talking about a, a poor Jed Wills play because right before the injury this year, it almost appeared like he was turning a corner. I picked it yeah. up. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Like it's like night and day, all of a sudden his effort seemed like sky high. And we've always been, I won't call us Jed Wills defenders, but we haven't let people just say he's been a bust. Cause we've talked about how the dude came in as a rookie solidified the, the left side of the, the defensive line. And has he been, you know, top 10 pick worthy? Maybe not, but he's still been above serviceable starting left tackle in this league. Um, so I'm not willing to call him a bust. Now, has he been everything we want him to be? Has he been Tristan Wirfs? No. no. Okay. But man, it really seemed like he was starting to turn a corner last year before the injury. So I felt really bad for the guy. So I don't want to just jump on here and, and bash Jed Wills as he, it looked like he was really starting to come around as a, uh, as right before the injury, kind of like our entire team. <laughs> yeah. uh, I did want to address Kenny Mack said, nice, nice t-shirt. Me, this, my entire wardrobe today brought to you by the Ottawa Browns backers. Very nice. Thank you. Kenny. I wore my Ottawa Browns backers shirt 
I'm wearing my Ottawa Browns backers banana hammock. Nice. You guys just can't. <laughs> just, well, we saw it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really awkward in here off screen. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but no. So I appreciate it. Kenny gave me the shirt years ago, and I'm just now wearing it. So I appreciate that, Kenny. What's up, Ohio? Don't miss out on this fantastic offer from DraftKings for the big game. New customers who sign up with our promo code, the dogs, all one word, and place a $5 first bet will instantly receive $200 in bonus bets. You'll get eight $25 bonus bet tokens, allowing you to make multiple wagers with your reward. These tokens are valid for seven days, giving you time to find your favorite bets. If you download the DraftKings app before the big game, make sure to sign up with our code THEDOGS to get your $200 of bonus bets. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. So... We obviously, some news dropped about the Browns and stadium renovations and whatnot. Bought a bunch of land over by the Cleveland airport. I think it's called Brook Park. Um, it, it used to be home. It's home to like former Ford Motor Factories. It's a giant piece of land. How many acres? 176 okay. acres, which is a lot of acres. Yeah. Uh, good for them. Uh, that's expensive. I know how much an acre goes for these days. Yeah, about 20. <laughs> so, about 20 Gs. Uh, so that... And then there's speculation. Are they looking to move the stadium outside of downtown? Are they just making this as to try to put pressure on the government in Cleveland uh, to start pouring up some money for stadium renovation, all this good stuff. I didn't realize how bad the Brown stadium was in terms of condition. I always thought, eh, it's a newer stadium. It looks really nice. Like from afar, I get apparently it's one of those don't look too close because we, so we have a dog pack member who um, I mean he, he builds buildings in Cleveland he's working on the Sherwin Williams Tower right now um, and he so he knows a lot about like the the structural integrity of the Browns I don't know if he worked on it but he just or if he knows guys who worked on it um, but he says the place is I mean don't be afraid to go there but it's being <laughs> held together a lot by like there's a lot of stucco tape and bubble gum hold in and duct tape like so i never realized it was in that bad shape he said there's no like putting a roof on the building in its current state is not an option is what he is what he said um so and he, he's talked about like the ground soil over there he knows a lot about the stuff up there so um i know the browns are trying to put pressure on cleveland government to come up with uh stuff for this i know the the haslam zone to like reinvigorate the entire shoreline of lake erie up mm-hmm. there they have big plans for that um so people who bash on Haslam, I know he's made some mistakes, but the dude is, he he invests a lot in Cleveland. He's trying to turn Cleveland like sure. into a, a, a spot. So you can't hate on the guy for that. Um, but where do you guys stand in terms of leave leave it on the lakefront in downtown, move it, move it to Brook Park or somewhere else? I know I've been on the record saying they should move it out of downtown. Um, I've heard people talking about it in our Discord, Peter and Kenny Mack, when it left it downtown. Where do you guys stand on this? Justin, you go, you know what? Let me go first because you go to game. You go to every home game. So your opinion might be a little stronger than mine. I just, when I go to games, downtown sucks. Downtown (laughs) blows, man. The traffic is awful. And I love the idea of having it downtown. They need a better logistical system to make it operate better. If if that's part of the plan, okay, cool. Keep it where it is or, or renovate it. But I want that. I just want a, a freaking retractable roof. I, I'm sure Justin feels the same way. I'll let you talk here in a sec. 
I don't want to go sit in the the cold and the rain and all that crap, the wind. And I've seen a lot of people actually commenting on our Twitter post about it would be really nice to have a, a closed, you know, field where I could actually sell my tickets if I can't go. Like I know people struggle with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because I know I'm not looking to buy tickets on a December game whenever it's 15 degrees. Like, I don't want to go. No, there, there's a time in that season where I'm like, I'll go to games here. Yep. We're not eight. going to games here. I know Week people. the cutoff. <laughs> yeah, if anyone's like, hey, do you want to go to Browns game this year? I'm like, well, we've only got a couple we can go to. Yeah. What month after, is it? Yeah. After this month. <laughs> I ain't going and maybe on. we're pussies. <laughs> maybe. But, but whatever. I don't what care. Do you, what do you think, Justin? <laughs> what do you, um, so I'll, I'll say this. I I do like going up up there. There is there is a parking problem. Okay, there there's legitimate parking problem. If you shell out cash and park like pretty, we park over at the courthouse basically, and it's nice up there. Yeah, but, but what I mean, time it's you got to get there to to get in? Eight thirty nine. Yeah, that's that's another. Yeah. like you're leaving it. So for us, we leave like seven a.m. And, and you're then, and you're getting home at seven eight o'clock at night, grinding like you. Going to the Browns game shouldn't have to be an all-day all event. event. Maybe if I was 20 and I didn't have a wife and a kid, I would do that, and I would love to do that. We got to bring them to oh. the game. Yeah, but <laughs> okay. guess, guess who's not paying for the expensive tickets to go to a Browns game? Young people that don't have wives and kids. I'm sorry. like Not, not I mean, maybe to a game, but. Yeah. Like, I, I can't be going up. I can't be leaving my house at 6 o'clock in the morning, going up there, getting pissed drunk. Before until the game starts, sitting there watching the game, getting stuck in traffic for three hours, leaving the game, and not getting home until eight nine o'clock at night. Right. That that's that's a fast track to a divorce. Well, <laughs> you got an open couch for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I just I don't have time for that. I it, I think, and then they start shutting roads down for sure. You know, if you don't 10, get 30. into Cleveland by eight nine o'clock, mm-hmm. you're you're screwed. They because they start shutting roads down. So then now you're parking three miles from the stadium or you can only go around like what Kings Boulevard or something is what it's called the back way down by the lake and the traffic for that is five miles long. Correct. And it moves at a a snail space. You you won't get into the stadium until the second quarter. if you're lucky. (laughs) So it's just, I, and and I look around where they give do aerial shots of these other stadiums around the league, even other NBA arenas. And I'm like, and and they got a huge parking lot and it's the parking is directed you get in there in, a, in an organized fashion. You get out in an organized fashion. It's well lit. <laughs> you know what I mean? For a night game, you're not just walking back through downtown Cleveland. Like, True. True. Hoping you don't get mugged. And <laughs> like, so I understand the talks of leaving it in downtown because getting into downtown sucks. Once you're in downtown, the Good. atmosphere is it's electric. Is electric. Yeah. Correct. I get that. Um, but I don't want to, one, I don't want to walk to the stadium two miles in the freezing cold wind. I don't want to sit in the freezing cold wind for four hours and then have to walk two miles back to my car. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to have to leave at six in the morning so I can get into Cleveland seven hours before game time. <laughs> because if you, if you try to get into Cleveland two hours before game time, you won't be you at won't the game on it. time. No, no. If you leave at 11, like from where, where we live. You're, you're not getting into Cleveland. You're not even getting into Cleveland. Yes. Let yeah. alone get close to the stadium and get to the game. So, like you said, if they can if they can do it on the lake, put a roof on it, do some construction, make some more ports of entry, buy some more land, put a part, do something to make it more accessible, then I'm perfectly fine with leaving it where it is. But the accessibility right now, I don't go to more games because I just don't feel like putting up with it. That's yeah. a lot. I mean, you... <laughs> I, you I don't really, feel like doing it. You really got to commit. 
I mean, you, you like you said, you have to commit a whole day, and it's. I mean, it's just not. I love the Browns. Obviously, I'll sit there and watch the entire. I'll start at twelve and I'll go till four, but I got other crap I got to get done right. that day. You know what I mean? And I can't. No, if if I was going up to one game a season and it was a whole day event, okay, that's fine. But like right. you said, multiple games, season ticket holders is right. a fast track to divorce unless you're like Justin, drag your wife along with you, <laughs> right? Yes. Or and your children. I'll <laughs> yeah. say this though: How do you guys feel though? So I no, I don't know anything really about like what's available like land plottage wise and like, let's say like a Parma or like Willoughby or like a suburb of Cleveland. I know a lot of people that they're like very against that because they want it to still be like in the city. They, they need it to be in the city, but like, is anybody for me, I'm like, okay, so we're 15 minutes closer to, to the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, that's the biggest thing for me is like, once you figure out a plan for getting to the game, you're good. You know what I mean? Like, the first, I would say, season that me and my wife went up, we messed it up so many times. We would literally, we wouldn't even get in the game till like halfway through the first quarter. Yeah. And that, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, it's a loss, you know, at that point. It's it's still fun, but, and then you're waiting, like you said, two hours in a parking deck trying to get out. Like, once you get a plan together and you, you're you good, it's fine. But I I wouldn't be even against it outside of Cleveland. I love Cleveland. I love going into the city, but I wouldn't be against it being in a suburb or especially if it was just a little bit more organized. Like, I know it, it might sound crazy, but if you look around the league, most of these stadiums aren't where in they, the city limits. Right? Yes. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like uh, the giants and the jets aren't even in, in New, New York. York. Yeah. In They're Jersey. in New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the new, the new uh, Niners stadium is nowhere near. It's not in San Francisco. I forget exactly where it's, it's at. Santa but something, right? Yeah. Santa Clara. Um, so I don't know because of accessibility there's, you know what I mean? So I, and listen, I love going to Cleveland. I love being in the driving up, seeing the skyline, getting into Cleveland, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. But I happen to be there seven hours before the game even starts. is just ridiculous. It is for sure. Uh, so <laughs> before we get into the mad dogs, we got about five minutes here. Talk about the Super Bowl. So we got a, 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 an interest. I think it's a very interesting matchup. Yeah. Uh, Niners, too. Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Just real quick with the Chiefs. That was who I wanted the Browns to play because I was like, this is the most vulnerable they've ever been. I think we can smack the Chiefs around. They're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Me and you talked about it. We were like, like, they're because of who's on that team on the offensive side of the ball, pretty much Andy Reid, Mahomes, Kelsey their defense is completely overlooked. And I think nobody even gave their defense any kind of respect. The defense has been carrying them. This the year. defense is mm-hmm. absolutely carrying them. Um, I do think it's a very interesting game. I, You talked about, like, who do you want to root for? like, Or are you even allowed to root for certain teams like that? Like, to me, I have no interest in either of these teams, right? Like, the Browns are out. I know, other than Ray, I really... Pretty much all the 49er fans I know, I'm like, I don't want them to win. <laughs> but I also, I think for a leg, I like Andy Reid a lot. Like, you know, for a legacy standpoint, I, I'd be, I'd be interested in seeing if I had to like cheer for somebody. I don't really care either way, but I think Andy Reid seems like a great dude. I like Travis Kelsey a lot, you know, Cleveland guy. So, I mean, if I had to like pick a team, I would say the Chiefs, but it's a, I think it's a very interesting matchup. So in terms of this was a question, we'll kind of blend it into our Super Bowl mm. talk in terms, do you root for other teams once the Browns are in it? 
for me, I, I would never say I'm rooting. Correct. I might have a team or a player like I'm interested in. Yeah. Like I was pulling for the Lions when they lost. I didn't give a shit. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? No, t- no tear shed. No tear shed. Yes. Right. Nah, so there's teams, you know, I might be pulling for. This might sound crazy as a Browns fan. And because like I'm probably supposed to hate them because they're in the AFC and we're in the mm-hmm. AFC. I don't really have a problem with the Chiefs. I like Andy Reid. I don't have a problem with Patrick Mahomes. He's very good. Okay, I, I I don't have a problem. His wife and brother are annoying as shit, but I don't have a problem with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Travis Kelsey, like you, I like Travis Kelsey. I know a lot of people don't like him because of his Pfizer commercial and his girlfriend. I, I don't care where the guy gets his money, and I don't care who his girlfriend is. I, I think he's funny, and he's good at good football. Good at football, yeah. Um, he's from Cleveland. He's from yep. Cleveland, and he still very much enjoys Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Correct. So yeah. I'm not going to hate the guy for that. Um, but that being so I don't have a problem with him. But the team I'm pulling for in this in this situation would be the Niners mm-hmm. because I'm not going to root for the AFC team if I have a choice. Right. I might not have a problem with the Chiefs, but I'm not going to root for them to win it. Right. Um, and I, I actually I I like Kyle Shanahan. I like Nick Bosa. Uh, I, I like I'm a, I've been a CMC fan since he was at Stanford. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm pulling for the Niners here, and I think Brock Purdy. I hate I hate the the hate on Brock Purdy. Because uh, and so I think it would be awesome if he came out here and outdueled Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl just to shut everybody up, because there is you can't call him a you you can't call him a system QB. If that was the case, why didn't why isn't Sam Darnold this good in this for this team? Why isn't Jimmy G this good for this team? The, the, they call him a dink and dunk master. No, he leads the league in air yards. Mm-hmm. Okay, his yak is actually less than Patrick Mahomes' uh, yak of the year he won MVP. So. Uh, there's just all this poor narrative about Purdy and I'd love him to come out and have a good game and just shut everybody up. Uh, so I, I'm pulling for the Niners, but again, if the Niners lose, I'm not going to care. Right. <laughs> right. I, yep. For me, it's like, as long as there's not a team in the Super Bowl that I absolutely hate, like if the Ravens were in the Super Bowl, oh, I would yeah. be rooting against, for, actively. against them. Yeah. I don't care who's, who's playing. It's, it's the opponent. Right. When it comes to a game like this though, for, which is most Super Bowls, I'm honestly just, I want a good game. Yes, like last yeah. year, it was the Eagles and the Chiefs. And I really didn't have a preference. I wasn't really pulling for either team, to be honest with you. I just wanted to see these two great quarterbacks, these two great teams, and it was a great game. Yep. And one thing about Patrick Mahomes, though, with the Chiefs is, and I got a, I took a lot of crap for this as a kid whenever the Patriots were on the top and Brady was winning all the Super Bowls. I was like, I kind of just want to see how many he can win. Like, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate greatness in that regard, kind of like with LeBron James in the NBA. Like, I just want to see the best players do it at the best level. And if the 49ers can knock them off, cool, good for them. I want to, I want to see them succeed and continue to push that greatness boundary until somebody stops them. I'm so those are kind of the, th- I guess I root for things. I don't necessarily right. root for teams. I just, I want a good game. I want the best players to, to have great performances. And, and just, I just love taking in all that football greatness. I agree. I, 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 I root for a good game and I'll actually, a lot of times what happens to me is I'll start watching a game, not caring. And then in the yeah, game, yeah, same thing. something yep. will happen to a team yeah. or a team will maybe get down early and they start to mount the comeback. And I'm like, okay, I want to see the comeback. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, I could go into a game, not caring, or maybe I'm pulling for the Niners early. And then like, maybe I think the chiefs get the raw end of a deal. And I'm like, Oh, that was bullshit. I want, you know, and then I'll start, so sometimes that kind of happens to me. Uh, I do think this is an interesting game. Yeah. What's your gut say? Who wins? I, I So I think the Niners are like almost as complete of a team as you can put together. I, unlike in every aspect of 
the game. I mean, like their offense, there's weapons everywhere. Their defense is loaded. Something just tells me Chiefs. I just, something, I you know, until I just, I have a feeling that it's just going to be the Chiefs. Blake opened up this whole conversation about the Chiefs were the team that he wanted the Browns to face in the playoffs because he thought this was the year you could beat them. I, I'm taking the Brady and Patriots approach. I will not bet against the Chiefs until they lose and start losing consistently. So I would actually take the Chiefs in this one. What about you? This is one of those things, again, like Justin says, I feel like the Niners, top to bottom, they're definitely a better roster. Correct. I think so, for sure. But at the same time, at times they've been a little fraudulent this year. They they got their asses kicked by the AFC. They 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 lost every the only team in the AFC North they beat this year is Pittsburgh mm-hmm. in what uh, week two week one we played them in week two yeah they they got beat by us they got throttled by the Bengals um, they lost to PJ Walker they got throttled by the Ravens Baltimore isn't, like yeah, they, they, they ran through the the very non competitive week NFC and anytime they played a, a a team from the AFC they just got stomped with a good defense they yes. could put some pressure on Purdy and yeah made so interesting it, it's. I'm very curious to see what team shows up for the Niners. And it almost feels like if you don't get the Chiefs this year, when are you going to? Because they're not going to roll with the same crappy wide receiver core. No, they're going to go get no. one they're, next year. They're going to go get somebody. Yeah. Like, they're not – they're they, why they got Mahomes, they're going to be going for it every single year. Well, yeah. and I think we talked about Rasheed Rice has kind of turned into a, a legitimate Great. receiving weapon for Patrick Mahomes. So they go get a, a burner – with T. separations, Higgins. T. Higgins, Mike Evans, any of them kind of guys, you throw them with Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey and Pacheco, and you and this and is a Mahomes. very, very, very Back. good and deep, yeah, wide receiver draft class coming up. I think Pacheco could play a huge key in this game. I agree. Oh, yeah. he's, he's sneaky, kind of a difference maker for the, he. They're very finesse, and then he's just Aggressive. A, a battering ram. He's a mean, mm-hmm. yes, he's a so, angry runner. Again, I think the Niners on paper are the overall better team, but this is not, and I'm not picking, I just won't pick against them, like you said, until they lose. Right. It could go either way. I won't be shocked if the Chiefs lose and the Niners win, but I'll, I'm going to continue to pick the Chiefs until I'm wrong. Um, so. so, real quick, I know we're going to take a quick break. We're going to transition over to the Mad Dogs. We, there was one thing we wanted to mention at the coaching discussion. I just want to throw it out there for everybody who, not in the news cycle today. But the Browns have hired the Eagles assistant offensive line coach, Roy Isvan, to be the new assistant offensive line coach because Scott Peters, who was Bill Callahan's assistant offensive line coach, left to go join Alex Van Pelt in New England. So I'm pretty sure that Scott Peters either thought or wanted the offensive line coaching position after mm-hmm. Callahan left. And I don't I think the writing was on the wall. I don't think that that was ever in the cards considering they brought Dickerson in from the beginning yeah. to interview him. So kind of makes sense. Peters leaves to go to New England. That's fine. This guy from the Eagles, though, um, I was doing a little bit of research on him today. I think they said like 30 plus years in college. He was an offensive coordinator for five different college teams. Has the last five years in the NFL with the Eagles as their assistant offensive line coach. They had his, one of the best offensive lines yeah. of football. And his first year there was when Andrew Barry was there. So there's some familiarity there. Like these guys know each other. I don't I think the Browns got, it sucked that Bill Callahan left, but bringing in Dickerson and now Isvan to be his assistant, I think the offensive line could be pretty good. Yeah, and, and it's a good thing for the run game. The, the Browns in, in general with all their coaching hires, it sucked losing Stump. 
you know, the Van Pelt thing is what it is. I wasn't too – I mean, seems like a great guy, but he wasn't bringing anything different to the table. I think Ken Dorsey could end up being a home run hire. I think some people are starting to warm up to that idea. I think Deuce Staley is a great hire. Mm-hmm. I think Dickerson, along with the, the new assistant, is another – I feel like the Browns have really done a good job revamping their staff in the offseason. Yes, 100% agree. It's been a – I think they've done a really good job so far. I'm happy with it. Which is kind of on par for Andrew Barry every offseason. Him and Kevin. So, all right. Well, we're going to transition here into the Mad Dog Awards. We're very excited to bring you the fourth annual Mad Dog Awards. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Do it. Did it a little differently this year. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. We're going to take about a minute, 90-second break here to get ready. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in uh, a minute and a half. This episode is sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, if you missed out on the four chicken breasts and four pork chops that Omaha Steaks was doing here recently, don't worry. You can head to omahasteaks.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, today, and you'll get four free steak burgers added to any order over $99. Plus, if you have an order that's over $149, use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out. And you'll get $30 off of that order. So right now is the perfect time to stock up. Load up that cart, guys. Steak, burgers, chicken, jumbo franks, desserts, ready-to-eat meals. They got seafood. They've got so many different things at Omaha Steaks and all of it. I've had all of it except for the seafood. I'm not going to lie. I'm not much of a seafood eater myself. My fiance thinks I'm weird, but that's okay Everybody is their own person, but the rest of the food, I've had it all, and it is phenomenal. So head to omahasteaks.com slash dogs right now. Get four free burgers on any order over $99 and use promo code dogs when you check out on any order over $149 and get $30 off your order today. omahasteaks.com slash dogs. Minimum order may apply. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, movie magic? (laughs) Justin's really struggling today. We even did a test run. (laughs) Just a just for Justin did the full thing. I had this idea that we should take a commercial, that we could come back, sports jackets, ready for the Mad Dog Awards. Uh, I figured everybody would just be throwing a jacket on. Justin went <laughs> shirt, tie. He's like doing a Taylor Swift transition on the Eras tour or something. Yo, like, uh, and then <laughs> he got changed underneath the stage. Yeah. I don't know if you guys could hear it on uh, on the mic. I'm snapping my fingers because he doesn't have his uh, headphones plugged in. No What's going on? And then today? he bangs his leg. It's Justin. <laughs> I'm the wild card. It's kind of a shit show in here. The wild he's going to be talking to producers after the episode. Yeah. He's going to get drug tested. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, but we're super excited to bring you the fourth annual Mad Dog Awards. Uh, this that R so- says we heard Justin struggling over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's breathing heavy. It's a lot. It's a lot. There's a, a lot. lot of layers. I, uh, 
I told him just to do a couple buttons. He he's committed though. He did Not all fam. of them. We're going all out. Committed to the bit. <laughs> Again, these glasses uh, brought to you by Ottawa Browns backers. Thank you, Kenny Mack. Uh, he gave us these uh, when we saw him up at training camp this year. Or no, when he was in the studio. Yeah. Uh, so without further ado, we're going to jump into the Mad Dog Awards. Basically, what's going to happen is we're going to uh, we're going to say the category and we're going to tell you who we picked. And then we'll play the video with who the nominations were and who won uh, that is presented by a dog pack member. So we're super excited to get into this. I don't know who won and I don't even know who's presenting it because while they were doing all this in the discord, I was paying zero attention. So uh, I'm I'm the only one who's seen the submission. So everybody who sent their videos, these guys haven't seen them yet. So your reactions are going to be very authentic. I can't wait. So I can't wait. So without further ado, uh, the first category, you just, you're just going right in order the way we voted, right? Absolutely. So All right. So the Young Pup Award, which is the Rookie of the Year, um, I know who I voted for. So who I voted for here would have was Dewan Jones. I just think I just think even with the injury, he performed at a level that nobody was expecting. And he answered the bell early, week uh, one. Dewan Jones, 100% for me. I've enough said. There's really nothing else. Big Thanos, baby. What do you think, Justin? I believe I voted for uh, Dewan Jones, but uh, <laughs> I don't have the actual nominees pulled up on my phone at the moment. Uh, yeah, so for Young Puck, yeah, 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 yeah. Dewan Jones. All right, Absolutely. so without further ado, the winner of the Young Pup Award. Hey, Dog Pack, my name is Nora Kaiser, and here are your nominees for this year's Young Pup Award. Cedric Tillman, Dewan Jones, Ronnie Hickman, and Kyra Mitchell. And your winner for the Rookie of the Year for 2023 goes to Dwan Jones with 85% of the vote. Congratulations, Dwan. Go, Brown. That was so awesome. Oh, I just got to... That hit me in the I'm, field. Yeah, bro. I'm glad I have sunglasses on because I kind of... <laughs> yes. oh, I just got a little teary-eyed under here. That is... That's very awesome. Well, one, congratulations to Dewan Jones, the 2023 Young Pup Award winner in your fourth annual Mad Dog Awards. And awesome f- fan submission there. Yes. Andy yes thank Kaiser's you, Nora. Daughter. Yes. Thank you, Nora. Uh, we appreciate it. She just set the bar. Yeah. That's right. Kick it off hot. She, she set the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody tell Nora good job. She that killed was awesome. It. Yes. She killed it. She said she did better, way better than I would. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I didn't even know who the nominees were. She, uh, she did know. So, so good for her. Awesome job. Oh, you want to, all right, real quick, funny story. So I was working with Andy to get that. And at first he just sent me an audio file of her. And I said, also, we're not going to do video. And he's like, oh, did you want video? He's like, shoot, I told her we were doing audio and she had already started to pull all her brown stuff out of the drawer. Because <laughs> she was ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the camera, you were good. You, you killed it. There's a spot here for you when you're, um, yes. don't have a bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, awesome job. So we will move into the next category was your air bud and golden receiver, which is your best pass catcher of the year. Uh, the key here is not just receiver. It is the best pass catcher. Anybody who catches passes for the Browns. I went with a surprising vote here. I, I voted for David and Joku. Uh, I just thought this was kind of his coming out party. He had so many big performances. So I went with David and Joku. I mean, I don't hate that pick. I just, uh, I went with Amari Cooper. Just, you know, he had a record-setting day this year. I just, he was pretty damn reliable for us. Uh, so I just went with Mark Cooper. I went with Amari Cooper as well just because he was kind of, he was that guy the whole season. David came on, what, about halfway through and just went ballistic. And I'm so excited to see what he does in 24. But for this year, I did vote for Amari. All right. Here we go. What's going on, the Dog Pack? 
This is Brandon Palazzo, also known as Butters, coming to you live from Ken, Ohio. And today I have the honor of giving out the award for this year's Air Bud Golden Receiver Award, which goes to the Browns' best pass catcher. Now for this year, for 2023, we have three nominees. Amari Cooper, the Chief, David Njoku, and Jerome Ford. Now after everyone voted, the astounding 63% of the vote went to Amari Cooper. Congrats, Amari. Congrats, the rest of the nominees. Here's to a great 2024 season. Go Browns. Great, great radio voice. Yes. Great voice. Great hat, by the way, brother. Yes. I, we should send him a Mad Dog Award for, you know, great hat. Best hat. Best hat. Like the Dundies. Yeah. Uh, no, congratulations, Amari Cooper. Another awesome. The fan submission idea, I think, was that Kenny Max? That was Kenny Max's idea. Great Kenny, idea. Thank you. Brother. Great idea. That was such a good idea. Yes, man. This We're is doing like an, this every year. For sure. That was awesome. Uh, congratulations, Amari Cooper. Great season. Me voting for uh, Njoku took nothing away from Amari Cooper. I think I voted for Amari Cooper later down the road. Uh, and I saw this as David Njoku's chance to win. But Amari Cooper, steadfast. We, gotta, we can't let him leave. He's got to be back in, oh, in a Browns to. uniform. We've got to put somebody with him. Uh, congratulations, Amari Cooper. So the next category we're going to check out then is the guard dog, which I think you guessed it. That is your best offensive lineman. Uh, my vote here went to Joel Petonio. Old reliable. I agree. I agree. Oh, you're, you're right on there. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the same exact thing. I mean, I, I think that there were a couple guys. White Teller, obviously, is always great. And Dewan Jones probably would have won this, honestly, if, yeah. if he'd have played the whole season. But Joel Petonio. Old Reliable. Hey, dog back. What's up? This is Brad Moneymaker. And here are your nominees for Guard Dog Award. We got Ethan Posick, Joe Petonio, Wyatt Teller, and Duong Thanos Jones. So, as you can see, I am at the Brown Stadium, and I thought I'd do this announcement right in front of it. Why not? So, without further ado, your winner is, and here we go. Hang on. We're going to turn. Joel Batonio, boys. That's your winner for this year's Guard Dog Award. Let's go. That was awesome. Yeah. I, at first, I was like, is he by underneath a bridge? No, no, no. that's First Energy. Yeah, well, it's not First Energy anymore. That's Cleveland Brown Stadium. He went it. on location to make the announcement. On location. That. Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> I think Joel Batonio was the clear winner this year. Uh, Wyatt Teller, I think he was up and down early, but I feel like he played really well down the stretch. Uh, Posick, again, like I felt like Everybody got good. They just they had more low moment moments early in the year than Joel Petonio did. He was just Mr. Reliable. He's kind of turning into the, this generation's Joe Thomas in terms of, like, is, is he future Hall of Famer? I think so. Yeah, I agree. I think he at least has an argument for it. Mm-hmm. Fun Might not fact, be first ballot, but go ahead. Buddy. I uh, got to tailgate with uh, Brad Moneymaker right outside that stadium, and uh, we drank lots of Arnold Palmer's. <laughs> Spiked Arnold Palmer's, by the way. I believe it was a Jacksonville game, but he was a very fun time. Very good time. That was awesome. These videos are awesome, guys. Absolutely. All right, so our next category is the Homeward Bound Award, uh, which is Comeback Player of the Year. 
maybe the best named category if you're a youngster or an mm. older millennial. Great movie. Yeah. Who I likes you, dog. Chance, Shadow, and Sassy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sassy. <laughs> Don't forget Sassy. Uh, I think I voted it in uh, for this one. I think my, my vote was JOK for this okay. one. Uh, he, he went from a guy who it was like – he, maybe he is too little to play linebacker here. You know, like we're, we're not utilizing him. We don't know what we're going to do with him. He's going to drop back and play more off the ball. He was, he should, he was, should have been a pro bowler without having to be an alternate. He, and then he, he is an alternate now, right? He made it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's a pro bowler, played at a pro bowl level all year. He led the league, I think, in tackles for loss, or at least was up at the top. Um, he was awesome. So I voted for JOK here. Uh, I believe, uh, if my memory serves correct, that I voted for head coach Kevin Stefanski for this because, uh, uh, you know, if you read the tea leaves uh, in the offseason, everybody wanted him fired. Nobody wanted Kevin Stefanski. Everybody said his seat is extremely hot. Um, You know, 11-6 record and a roster that was completely depleted by injuries. We should have had three or four wins. I think we said this was a prove-it year for Kevin. Yeah, and he he proved proved it. it. Yes. He definitely proved it. And uh, actually, my vote for this one was Joe Flacco. I know it was short-lived. I know it wasn't super long, but what he did in that stretch was phenomenal for a guy who was semi-retired, you know, for most of the season. So Saved our season. He sure did. So here's the winner. Hey, Doc Pack. This is Andrew Jackson here. I am presenting the 2023 Mad Dog of the Year Awards. And the category for this is the Homeward Bound Comeback Player of the Year. Your nominees are... Joe Flacco, Kareem Hunt, JOK, Grant Delpit, and your head coach of the Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski. So, without further ado, let's get to it. The envelope, please. (laughs) And your winner, with an outstanding 47% of the vote, Mr. JOK. Great year, guys. Great fucking year. Also, shameless plug. You like the shirt? Get it at shopdogspodcast.com. Links in the description. <laughs> We're going to have to pay Andrew Jackson. I love that dude, for real. Yeah. I've never even met him. I, you know, uh, Me and him are one and the same, I believe. Oh, man, that was awesome. First of all, Holy congratulations crap. to JOK. Huge bounce back season. I feel like Joe Flacco is obviously worthy. Even Kareem Hunt. I felt like was worthy with the touchdown numbers he put up coming in, you know, a few weeks into the season. Grant Delpit had a great, a lot of great candidates for the Browns this year. We haven't been saying this for any of the other categories, but the percentages was actually 47% for JOK and 40 for Joe Flacco. So they were neck and neck. So they were neck and neck. Um, But first of all, awesome video uh, by Andrew Jackson. He's one of the (laughs) oldest. He was like one of the first three members or so of the dog pack Mm -hmm. going back four years. So we get real loose with that guy. That was a good time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. All right. So our next one is the dog pound dog. This is your unsung hero slash fan favorite. I created this category the first year. Uh, I think I created it specifically for Dearness Johnson. Uh, two time winner. It's a two time winner. I think after the, the year I was like, I don't know if Dearness is going to win anything, but he needs to win something. And uh, so I created this category just for him and then he won it twice. So that was good. Uh, I think for, the unsung hero this year, I think I voted for the punter, Bojo. Did you? Yes, which huh. Uh, huh. He, he, he flipped the field, so he was a weapon. That's true, man. He really was. And, and, and punters don't get a lot of recognition, but there were times where we won games because he flipped field position at a time where it looked like they were going to get the ball at the 50 and they ended up getting inside the 20. 
So I, I went with Bojo. It's fair. I'm pretty sure I voted for uh, DeAnthony Bell. Oh, I know I voted for DeAnthony <laughs> nah, Bell. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where I went. Just like, oh, he's on the ballot here. Take my vote. But all the nominees are worthwhile. So yes. and Bojo's a good pick, honestly. But here we go. Hey, Dog Pack. My name is Andy Kaiser, the 2023 champion of Josh's Dog Pack Fantasy League, <laughs> handing Josh two out of his three losses on the season, including the championship game. And I'm here to announce the nominees for this year's Dog Pound Dog Award. The nominees are DeAnthony Bell, Corey Bohorquez, Jerron Christian, and Jordan Elliott. And your winner for the unsung hero, fan favorite of the 2023 season goes to none other than the Dogs Podcast's very own DeAnthony Bell. Congratulations, DeAnthony. Go Browns. Well, now I feel like a piece of shit for not voting for him. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not going to lie, the level of petty in that video was, that was right up my alley. Pete petty? Yeah, that right was up awesome. my alley. That, now, that's the rivalry in my dog pack uh, fantasy league every year. Kaiser's always in my league, and this year we were in the championship. Man, I thought I had him. I really did. It's but. super funny that he's wearing, the, first of all, he brought it up. He mentioned yep. how many times he, he kicked your ass. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was wearing the T-shirt. Yeah, the T-shirt, yeah. <laughs> yep. The cherry on top. Uh, that was Andy. awesome. Uh, Josh and I have known Andy for a long. I played uh, peewee football with Andy Kaiser. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. We're, that was a long time ago. I ran into him at a game. <laughs> we were both uh, in bad shape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Andy, for making Josh feel this big that was awesome congratulations to d'anthony bell yeah. we're gonna reach out to d'anthony uh let him know he won hopefully try to get him back on the show uh another two-time winner of that award yes so so he won it last year and i have a feeling he'll probably win it again next year so we we got to keep giving him the award so we can keep getting him on the show yes right <laughs> maybe we'll send him a maybe trophy. you should vote for him <laughs> well I, I knew he was gonna run away with it so i want to give the punter some love this episode is brought to you by danger coffee Browns fans, we talk about how Danger Coffee is made free from mold toxins that are in 45% of the world's coffee, but that's not all that Danger Coffee has to offer. Mineral and nutrient deficiencies are a big deal. They make you feel sick, tired, stressed, and they can give you brain fog. These deficiencies negatively affect your immune system, your digestion, sleep, metabolism. Have you ever wondered why you get an initial burst from your coffee? but then you get that little crash not long after danger coffee's patent pending process remineralizes your body with more than 50 trace minerals and electrolytes, leaving you more energized, engaged, powerful. These micronutrients enter the cells to boost performance. They bind to toxins to provide detoxification support. I know that sounds like a lot, but the bottom line guys is minerals matter. And most of us really don't get enough of them on a daily basis. Danger coffee delivers micronutrients. Plus it gives you access to the minerals you already have. Head to dangercoffee.com. Use our code dogs, D-A-W-G-S for 10% off your order. And that code can be used over and over. So you get 10% off every order you make using code dogs. It's time to start every day off with a cup of coffee that gets you going and actually keeps you going. Dangercoffee.com. Code dogs. So the next category, the Every Dog Has His Day Award. This is the performance of the year. Um, what's crazy? No, okay, this isn't the one. I believe I voted. I voted for Mark Cooper here. Mm. Yeah, I mean the the, the record the yeah. record day in Houston. Um, I, I mean, he set a record. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't really. Yeah. I, I get it. Uh, that one was up there for me. I uh, I went Miles Garrett. Uh, in the Indianapolis game, the the block field goal, like he, that was as as dominant as I remember him being. 
Other ever. than a few, yeah. And I would, you could make the argument ever, but like there was a few other games, but I remember just sitting there watching that game and was like, well, we don't need to really do anything. Miles Garrett is going to win us this game. He completely changed the the um, the way the game was going when he got the strip sack on Gardner. Yes. Yeah. Because the next time the Colts got the ball down there, they, they tried nothing. Yeah. It was just three straight runs and punt because they're like, we're not, we're not going to let Miles Garrett just beat us. It was like water boy. Yeah. And so, yes, that's a, that's a good vote because that was about as much as a defensive player can take over a game. Yeah. Yep. And I voted for Deshaun Watson's second half at Baltimore. <clears throat> Excuse me. I uh, just, yeah, the, the, the perfect passing, the way he came out after a really, really bad first half, broken shoulder, sprained ankle, and just willed us to a, a victory in Baltimore against the, the best defense, one of the best defense in the league. It's just, that was a turning point, we thought, for Deshaun and the Browns offense, and then IR like the very next day. But it's funny, the three that we voted for were, so the winner of this award got 35%, second place was 30 and third place was 28. So it's very close. So those three plays were the ones, yeah. Hey, Dog Pack, it's your boy Fatal Gnome, and I am here to help present to you one of the fourth annual Mad Dog Awards in a season of hopes and dreams and thought to be of destinies. Fought through adversity and many injuries to extend the woes and heartbreak of many of the fan base. They developed a strong camaraderie of the next man up mentality, a whatever it effing takes season. And thus, I present to you the Every Dog Has Its Day Award nominees or performance of the year, if you will. Mari Cooper, with his Week 16 performance at Houston with 11 receptions, 265 yards, and two touchdowns. David Njoku's Week 17 versus New York Jets, six receptions, 135 yards, 128 of those in the first 16 minutes. Deshaun Watson, with a Week 3 versus Tennessee, 81.8 completion percentage, 289 yards, two touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Again, we have Deshaun Watson with Week 10 at Baltimore, his second-half performance of 14 out of 14 for 134 yards and one touchdown and 16-yard rush, which was a first down on the game-winning drive. We have Miles Garrett with a Week 7 at Indianapolis for nine tackles, two sacks, two forced fumbles, one of those recovered for a touchdown, one pass defensed, and one blocked field goal. Then we have Joe Flacco with a Week 17 versus the Jets, a 16 out of 22 for 296 yards and three touchdowns with one interception in the first half. And with a drumless drum roll, the winner of your Every Dog Has Its Day award of the fourth annual Mad Dog Awards is Amari Cooper with 35% of the overall votes. Congratulations to you, Amari Cooper, on what was a truly whatever it effing takes record-breaking performance. First of all, Fatal Gnome is like a wordsmith. Yeah, that was great. He's very good. He's very good with his words. Uh, We should maybe we should he could like write some scripts for us. Yeah. Uh, Two, I loved his T-shirt. Yeah. And then three, did you guys see that sick ass poster he had in the background? That was very nice. (laughs) Yeah, that guy was. It was all dogs podcast. I was fixated on that sweet beard too. Yes. And I love his his little gnome he's got on the desk with the blue. That's awesome. (laughs) So uh, that was an awesome video. Congratulations, Amari Cooper, with the big. performance of the year performance down in Houston mm-hmm. uh, record breaking performance can't wait to see what he does again this year yep absolutely all right so then we got the dog trick this is the play of the year I believe I voted for Greg Newsom's pick six uh, against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in week 10 first career uh, interception took it back for a touchdown and it really 
it completely flipped that game. And it was it it was like a man, the Browns aren't going away. Like it kind of to me, it was like a turning point of the season, and um, it was such a big moment, such a cool moment for yep. Greg Newsom. So that that's the one I voted for. I I think I voted for the Joe Flacco Jerome Ford. Whenever Flacco somehow avoided that sack against the Jets on Thursday night football Absolutely. and dumped it off to Ford, who was wide open after, you know, the play broke down. And then he just took it down the field, broke four tackles. And there was, I mean, Jerome Ford, we gave him a lot of crap this year, but on that play, there he was not not scoring. Yeah. Yes. It was awesome. Crazy. I believe I uh, voted for Miles Garrett jumping over. Uh, the line and blocking a field goal just because uh, a man that is that big <laughs> shouldn't be able should to do not, uh, physically be able to do that without hitting somebody and yes getting a penalty so yeah i think that's what i went with what's going on dog pack it's your boy natus the greatest fantasy dog pack champion here to present the dog trick play of the year awards we got seven nominations for this award because we had a ton of good plays this year First nomination is Greg Newsom's pick six against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in week 10. Second one is Joe Flacco to Jerome Ford. Pocket escape, dump off pass, leads to four broken tackles and a touchdown against the Jets in week 17. We got Miles Garrett's strip sack on Garner Minshew in the end zone, recovered for a touchdown. We got Miles Garrett jumps over the offensive line to block the field goal in week seven against the Colts. We've got Miles Garrett should have had a safety on Kenny Pickett to open the Steelers game. We got Joe Flacco somehow threads three Bears defenders to hit Amari Cooper for a 51-yard touchdown. And finally, we got Maurice Hurst tips Geno Smith's pass to himself for the big man pick. We got a lot of good plays out there. We'll go ahead and see who the winner is here. And the winner of this year's Dog Trick Play of the Year is Miles Garrett jumps over the offensive line to block the field goal in Week 7 at the Colts. Thank you very much for having me. We'll talk to you later. Have a good one, Dog Pack. So first of all, Nate is the greatest elite-level COD players. For, for real. <laughs> like elite. If you I watched, play COD, I watched that's, hours yes. of him streaming one day. That's who you want to grow up and be yes. if you play COD. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, like, we're talking like top 1% here. Yes. Uh, so awesome video. I love seeing everybody's uh, setup. Yeah. yeah. That's you a know great what I mean? setup, I love too. seeing all their setups. So that's uh, very cool. Congratulations. Miles, jumping out, like you said, he should not be able to do that. Right. Uh, and I remember watching, I was like, oh, who blocked it? And then they showed the replay, and I was like, Holy what? shit. Holy, yes. <laughs> like, I yeah. was like, like, that was my exact, holy, sh like, yeah. so, and like we said, he took over that game. Just, I mean, half of his nominations were from one game. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> awesome performance by Miles Garrett. We'll have him in the studio next week. No, I'm just kidding. Well, maybe we'll see. <laughs> I'm not going to rule it out. Uh, so congratulations, Miles. And thank you for the video, Nate. That was awesome. Uh, save some dubs for the rest of us. So next category, got a couple more categories left. Offensive top dog, offensive player of the year. Sadly, first year that Nick Chubb won't win this award. This is where I believe I voted for Amari Cooper. I voted in Joku for the, the pass catcher of the year because I knew I was going to be voting for Amari Cooper here for offensive player of the year. Uh, 1,309 yards, five touchdowns. I voted for Amari. I'm with you, uh, Amari Cooper. Yep. And I flipped the other way. I actually voted for David in this one. <laughs> so here we go. 1,001, 1,002, <laughs> 1,003. Oh, hey there, dog pack. I didn't know you were here. We're just sculpting the guns for a massive presentation. What's that? Oh, 
The Mad Cow? That's in England. Oh, the Mad Dog Awards. Yes. I better get ready. I don't have my suit. Where is it? Oh, they got the dapper threads out today. Must be very important. Well, enough ballyhoo. I have a very urgent announcement to make. This is a major award. Dog Pack, it is Kenny Mack. Here are your nominees for this year's award for Offensive Top Dog. And they are Joe Flacco, Amari Cooper, David Njoku, and last but not least, Jerome Ford. And this year's winner of this Mad Dog Award goes to Njoku. That's right, the Chief, the Angry Runner. Congrats, David, David Njoku. We loved watching you all year and what you become as a football player and how you ingrained yourself into the community. Cheers, David Njoku. Let's go, baby. Oh, 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 in, in, in. <sighs> well done, Kenny Mack. I was getting heavy Ron Burgundy vibes there. Oh, uh, the very uh, Did you see the poster uh-huh. in the background? God, yes. Yeah. Oh, so well done. I don't know what my what was better, the, the curls? Yeah, that was great. Or just his facial expression. What about I, the finger snap? I felt like he was about to just bend me over this desk. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but my goodness. <laughs> like, he's just looking at me, giving, he was giving me, like, F me eyes while reading these uh, awards. <laughs> Kenny, leave some, leave some for the rest of us, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, awesome video. Congratulations to David. Um, I think he's solidified his, his place as one of my favorite Browns players yes. like ever. Yes. I so uh, I, I love the chief. I'm so excited for him to win this award. Congratulations. Awesome video uh, entry, Kenny. I did not think we'd be seeing any transitions. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, so we'll move on to the defensive top dog. This is your defensive player of the year. Obviously, I voted for Miles uh, on this one, and I think he's got a, a great shot to be the NFL defensive player of the year here in a couple hours. Agreed. My, yeah. Miles Garrett as well. Yeah. Sweet. Hey, Dog Pack. This is Mama Tendo or Samantha in the YouTube chat. And here are your nominees for this year's Defensive Top Dog Award. They are Miles Garrett, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, Martin Emerson Jr., and Grant Delpit. And your winner for the Defensive Player of the Year for the 2023 Season Award goes to... Miles Garrett with 52% of the votes. Congratulations to Miles and Go Browns. Woof, woof. Let's give it up for Mama Tendo. Yeah, absolutely. She's she's new. She this was her first full season being in the dog pack. She jumped in playing fantasy football with us. Took in Joku in like the first or second she's round. She's never so. played fantasy before. Yeah. It, she just jumped in. Said, "I'm gonna have a good time with all these losers." Yeah. And she just fit right in. She's been awesome in the dog pack. So uh, this was I th- slightly out of her comfort zone yes. coming on here doing this. So give her a big round of applause. Yes. That was an awesome Agreed. video yep. entry. We appreciate you. Yes, that was awesome. Uh, congratulations to Miles. I think he's won this every year. <laughs> I, I think so. And uh, he probably continued, uh, will continue to win it as long as he's a Cleveland Brown. Yep. Dominant year for Miles. Again, it sucked he, he had the injury late. Maybe he didn't finish the season quite the way he wanted to, but he was still affecting the game in so many ways. Like I said, I think he's got a real shot of being defensive player of the year. It feels like this is the year he's going to get it. Yep. Uh, so we'll find out here tonight at the NFL Honors. But congratulations, Miles Garrett. So, last category, wrapping up the 2024 Mad Dog Awards. Uh, before we say the, uh, the last one, I just want to thank everybody who sent in a video. 
these have been awesome. Yes. It's yes. taken the Mad Dog Awards it. to a whole new level. Uh, I'm so appreciative of you guys sending me these videos, making the show great. And I'm just appreciative of you guys just being in the dog pack in general. Some of you guys literally for years. Uh, so it's just been an awesome show. If you, if you like what you're seeing, you see how much fun we all have in the dog pack. You like being a part of the show. Head to join the dogs. Become a dog pack member. It's a great time. Uh, so the Best in Show Award is our last one. Team MVP. Uh, I think I voted. <sighs> I probably voted for Miles Garrett here. Okay. Because I think the defense carried for most of the season. He was the best player on the defense. So I went with Miles Garrett. I went with uh, Dustin Hopkins. Oh, no, that's who I voted for. Yeah, a guy that, uh, you know, in years past uh, moments where we'd go, well, damn, we were so close to winning that game, but just Cade York missed it. Uh, he was pretty much clutch for us all year. Every time there was a big kick, big moment, he was very, very clutch. Uh, I don't think you can say more about it. I went it. Dustin Hopkins because I thought, if we didn't have him, what's our record? And I Not think we that. lose at least three or four more games. For sure. So I went. I did vote Dustin Hopkins. Nope, that's very fair. And then I just took it one step higher and said, if we didn't have Kevin Stefanski, I don't think sure. we win a lot of the games that we won this year. So that was my vote for this one. So here is the winner. What's up, Dog Pack? I'm Tyler. I'm going to be announcing the uh, winners for the Browns MVP award for this past season. Kick it off, we've got a couple of nominations to go over first. We've got Miles, JOK, D-Hop, Amari Cooper, The Chief, Emerson Island, Joe Flacco, and Stefanski. And winning it with 32% of y'all's votes is going to be Miles, obviously the best player in the world, best defensive player, not TJ Watt, not Aaron Donald, not Jalen Ramsey, Miles Garrett. It's going to win the DPOY next two, so watch out for that. Go Browns, baby. Ooh. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I, I'm never going to complain about Miles no. Garrett winning uh, MVP because I originally thought that's who I voted for. Then I forgot. <laughs> then I forgot a couple of weeks ago I was in a different mindset and I had voted for Dustin Hopkins. Yep. Uh, awesome video entry. Thank you yes. so much. Uh, I loved seeing everybody's setups, their brown stuff in the background, their gear. Uh, I was a little bit partial to everybody wearing dog pack gear. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> uh, you got, so uh, again, we appreciate all your video entries. We appreciate everybody who is here watching with us live. Uh, you guys were hyped for this uh, episode all week. We appreciate your guys' energy and your enthusiasm for the show. Uh, we appreciate you guys being here tonight with us, hanging out with us the last few weeks, even though the Browns haven't been in it. Uh, as we have the Super Bowl this week and we transition into the offseason, we got to come up with a plan. I don't know if we'll still be going live as much. Uh, we might be doing more recordings and all that good stuff. Thank you for another great football season. Um, it, this was the, the funnest season yet. And doing transitioning into the lives for the post-game reactions was awesome, getting your guys' voicemails for them. Uh, we appreciate you guys doing that, making this a super fun season. We can't wait to do this for a fifth football season now with you guys. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff planned, uh, and none of that would be possible without you guys. So, again, thank you guys for being here. Thanks for watching. Thanks for participating. And um, we'll see you guys all sometime next week talking Super Bowl, talking about some things going into the offseason. Thank you. Go Browns. And uh, – Go good football on Sunday. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.